All right, well, welcome to another edition of Talking Automotive. I'm Matt Weiss, and I'm pleased to be joined by KPMG's automotive sector leader, Gary Silberg. And wherever you may be listening today, Gary and I both hope you and yours are safe and healthy. And Gary, how are you doing today? I'm well, Matt. I am locked up <laughs> with my family, <laughs> having a wonderful time, actually. It's, uh, we're very blessed. And I hope, as you said, everybody out there listening, your families are well and and things are, are, are getting better for you. Well, thanks, Gary. Yeah, we're all getting used to being inside more often than we're accustomed to. And, and you know, Gary, if you think back over the last two years, 2018 and 2019, it seemed that every month brought with it an announcement of a major financial investment being made by an OEM and autonomous vehicles to transport not only people, but also goods. And with COVID-19 continuing to impact all aspects of the economy, both here in the United States and globally, and in particular, talking about automotive, the supply chains, wanted to start by asking you where you believe COVID-19 fits right now in impacting the rollout of all those investments that were made in AVs over the last two years? Well, um, interesting and enough, and there's uh, varying views on this topic, I tend to think, and uh, obviously, as you know me well, I'm an optimist, but I tend to think this will actually accelerate it, and in particularly in the area around delivery of goods. And um, Matt, the way, as you know, and for those who have not read it, about a year and a half ago, we wrote a paper called Autonomy Delivers. So if you want to read it, I, I'm a little biased. I think it's not so uh, boring. In fact, exciting. It's uh, uh, KPMG Autonomy Delivers. We talk about how massive this market was pre-COVID. So let me explain why we felt that way pre-COVID and why I think because of COVID it will only accelerate. Um, simply speaking from the paper was a significant amount of people were already, as we like to say, magically pushing the button on Amazon Prime or getting deliveries. And it was magical, right? We, we push the button and voila, something shows up to our home. And periodically it shows up several times a day and it's highly reinforced. I would jokingly say it's like it's Christmas every day. And that behavior we felt was going to continue. That market was going to be massive. Secondly, we felt um, that the autonomous side of that was an, an answer for, from a cost perspective and in particular around technology because in the delivery of people or the delivery of goods, you have, not in all cases, but in some you can have LiDAR in these computers, but you have the same camera type technology, you have um, ultrasonic type of technology, you have radar types of technology, you have GPUs, computer chips, sensor fusion, AI, etc. And you can leverage those technologies that you would do for delivering people and delivering goods. So we felt very good about that second aspect. And then lastly in the paper, which um, as I'm a wannabe physicist, for those of you people who remember your physics classes, you know, F equals MA, force equals mass times acceleration. So if you have a delivery bot or a grocery delivery going a more a lighter vehicle, so its mass is less and it's limited in its speed, a low speed vehicle, uh, mass times acceleration, you have less force. So the risk to the public or to other people is less. So from a safety perspective, all of it lined up brilliantly and we just felt like it was going to be a massive market uh, and hence why we wrote the paper and why we saw those investments. So let me pause on that. That's why we believed it before and then I'll, I'll, loop it, I'll 
I'll try to allude to why we think it's only going to accelerate. Well, I was going to say, Gary, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting how the last few years certainly have turned out to be a precursor in many ways for a situation none of us anticipated, but here we are, as you pointed out, and it does lead to that logical uh, question, one that you alluded to a moment ago, of that's where KPMG and where you thought it would be, regardless of what has now become this this uh, challenging situation that we're all dealing with with COVID-19. But because we now have a COVID-19 and there's such demand for staying at home, contactless delivery, uh, social distancing, do you believe that this is just going to explode even further in ways the demand that is for autonomous bots that we didn't even anticipate as recently as 24 months ago. Yeah, no, uh, and I do. And, and let me give you um, uh, the magical pushing of the button for grocery delivery, as we all know, and having to take that risk of going into the grocery store is, is accelerating. But I want to spend a moment on healthcare. And I just think, and for our listeners out there, if there's startup companies or, or big companies out there, I think this is a fantastic area once we come out of this the crisis for, for acute growth. Um, so let me give you an imaginary world that is not that imaginary. But imagine we could do, a, 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 you know, a self-driving car or vehicle shows up in your block. A little bot comes out that goes on your sidewalk. And you would put in a swab test for your coronavirus, and you put it into this device, you ordered it, it came to you, and you dropped it in there, went back in there. Imagine something like that. It's not that far-fetched because you could see the testing and the safety um, of that type of equipment where you don't have to, quote-unquote, go to the emergency room. Think about that. And, and potentially yourself being infected or others being infected or waiting there for three hours. When, if you want to get a test, perhaps you do it that way or the test comes to you. Think of a second example, um, and I really think this is going to happen, where you have telemedicine pods. So these pods come to you. Again, same analogy versus you going to the doctor or the emergency room or the clinic. You, you push a button and it comes to your area or it comes to your house where you go into this pod. It has all the technical equipment that you need. You can telemedicine with the doctor. Perhaps it can do other types of testing for, for coronavirus or the next pandemic or whatever the emergency might be. And based upon that, you could be serviced that way and not infect other people, et cetera. Obviously, it would be cleaned afterwards. Or, God forbid, you know, there's an emergency situation and the car goes into self-driving mode and takes you to the hospital. They already know you're there. I mean, think about that for a second, man, people out there. I think our imagination is limitless on the, the potential applications of this. And I just think it is going to be a massive growth market going forward with great, great applications for so many people with the self-driving uh, technology we already have in our industry. Gary, as, as always, you've raised a lot of informative and insightful points and given our listeners a lot to think about. And so I want to thank you again for your time today, Gary, and we'll continue to talk about COVID-19's impact on the automotive sector and what to look for in future trends in upcoming episodes. But for today, thanks for your time, Gary, and thanks to all of you who listened to this edition of Talking Automotive.